tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. Wizard. CJ Morgan's his man, hey. and he wanted to start a show. Right. So he did. Now you're listening to him on that dang already. started a new grift for no reason here in the building. It's not even a grift. It's something very, very dumb. But as you know, gentlemen, we're usually here later in the afternoon when there's not as many people around. The best time. And one of the entry-level jobs over here is, is to do board hopping for our AM station or our sports station. Right. And I've noticed there's a couple new guys. Can, uh, can you explain to the listener what a board hop is? You press buttons. Yeah. You turn the microphones yeah, yeah. on. You well, answer my, the phones. One of my first jobs here. How Finny got yeah. started. Sound board operating. Yeah. It, was a bunch uh, of, it feels cool at first. You know? Kind of does. Raising radio, the volume and pressing, pressing a button. I'm absolutely. behind the scenes. Very strange we're letting young people have that much control and power when back in the day you used to have to have a license. You literally had to have a license to be these. Now it's yeah. like guys right out of college that couldn't yeah. get any other job. But uh, anyhow, I don't know why, but there's there's two new young fellas in the building. Uh-oh. And every time I see him, I've made a point to uh, use an Australian accent. So I'm like, all right, thanks, mate. I'm like, all right, boy, I appreciate that. And I just do it, and I get a little more over the top every time, but I do it in quick, tiny spurts, and I'm always, like, walking away. Do they know your name, or are you sure they're not confusing you with Matt? I heard a guy on one of the shows had a stroke. (laughs) He's talking kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Because that Australian accent is not exactly Australian, but I do, I mean, it's like an Australian cartoon accent. Or it could be South African, or... Yeah, might be New Zealand. It could be so many it's things. It's just that you've started like talking good. ridiculously to some people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I've, I've, yesterday, I've been doing this for a while now because I, I was also up here a lot during the Christmas break when, when the building was empty. But of course, you still need board ops to run things and do the news and stuff. Um, but I, I, I kind of did it then. And now I keep seeing them later in the evening and. I, I got to keep up this uh, charade. Okay. I can't just stop right in the middle of it, right? I got to no. right. keep going. You have to. Like I'm, I'm down to help out somehow. I think I need to record it, too, <laughs> like, like because yesterday uh, one of the dudes held the door up. And I was like, all oh, right, thanks, mate. But I'm always walking away. Like, I never get into a conversation. I'm always moving fast. But That's I just, smart. I just want him to be like, why is there an Australian? There's an Australian guy. Or is he South Africa? Like, what is it? Doesn't make sense, and it's uh, I don't. It's just one of my new things at work. Here's what I one love. One of the few things that bring me joy is just when you got hired here, you were like 21, okay, and you <laughs> still think of yourself as the young kid in the building, but yeah, now you're mid 30s, and the problem is, is that remember they see you as being kind of an older dude, so they're just like. Ugh. This boomer ass dude who keeps using this fake accent. I don't talk to him though, but it it it's puzzling. Surely they're going to be like, why is this guy faking an accent at me? <laughs> I, can't I, I can't wait till one of them shows up to work one day and brings you a blooming onion. <laughs> like, oh, man. Ha- happy Australia Independence Day. Hey, what is this, mate? You think everyone in Australia just eats it uh, out back? I'm also not Australian. Will you ever think about that? I'm New Zealand-ish, you whatever want, those are. I can't wait to talk to one of these kids when I'm hanging out. And I just like... Just you, listen. Just, no, I'm yeah, just going to be like, do you ever worry, like... 
you don't you don't believe in the ghost story from the building, do you? And when I what, I'm like, well, there's a there's this idea that there's this Australian ghost. Well, it was a guy who was trying to get a he was supposed to be the original Crocodile Dundee, and he didn't get the job, so he killed himself. And in now his, his building, and now his ghost haunts the building, but he didn't get the job because he had such a bad Australian accent. Yeah. And some people say they could see him. I've never seen him. I, I do like whenever we're in the restroom next to each other because you know we have the two stalls. The face-off stalls, I just walk up and go, oh, you think that's a pecker? Now this <laughs> on, is a pecker. <laughs> that's going to get you fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it won't, because they won't know who I am. They'll be like, there's no Australian guy in the building. They're like, no. We can't some, fire a ghost. <laughs> some Australian guy t- t- said this to me in the bathroom. Like, they're like, what do you mean? And they'll check the cameras, can, and they'll be like, we don't see anyone. Can I say something to you, CJ? To get, uh, if get, someone went to HR and said, an Australian guy said something about my dong, they'd be like, CJ. <laughs> Funny, random, weird. The CJ Morgan Show. 101X. Celebrate your poo. Winnie the Pooh. It's National Winnie the Pooh Day going all the way back to the author of the series, A.A. A. Milne's 1882, January 18th birthday. This is when we celebrate the Pooh, one of the uh, most lovable, great characters of all of fiction. I don't know, when y'all were little, did y'all like Winnie the Pooh? I, d- I don't know how Winnie the Pooh took off the way it did. I think Winnie the Pooh took off when they revamped him in like the 90s for the Winnie Pooh Adventures on like the Disney Channel, because that's most of my experience as yeah. well. Because well, the movie is all like, oh, Even oh, the cartoon old. just moved slowly, yeah. and the book I had as a kid, I remember reading it and being like, ugh. Come on, nobody. The, nobody gets kicked in the nuts in this book. How come I'm supposed to care about it? I like the idea of just a big ass woods with a bunch of stuffed animals. I was a lonely yeah, kid. Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I was a lonely kid. Spencer just hit on it. Is uh, I enjoyed imaginationing with my stuffed animals or toys. So I liked the idea uh, that it made it more real. And on top of that, you got to say poo. Yeah. Whatever you wanted. It's and you know, a, I used that as much as I could. Yeah. I would, Why are you saying that, young CJ? Oh, Mom, it's the favorite character. I'm talking about Winnie, Winnie the, Pooh. the Pooh. And there's one in my pants. I need you to change this diaper, woman. Uh, the lovable... This is literally a conversation he had a week ago with his mother. <laughs> yeah, she did. She still thinks, Mumby. Uh, <laughs> the lovable Pooh Bear is a fictional bear inspired by a black bear named Winnie that lived at the London Zoo during World War One. Wait, 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 wait. Disney was changing the race of the bear all the way back then? <laughs> the race of their characters? They turned them yellow, dude. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the author's son, Christopher Robin, would visit the bear a lot and then named his own bear and swan Pooh. Yeah. Of course, when I- Disney in the 1960s bought, it literally says this in the article, in the 1960s, when Disney bought the rights to Winnie the Pooh characters, uh, they the illustrations were a bit different, as it says. So, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, I would also like to point out that the actual Winnie the Bear that this is based on, uh, the Black Bear in the London Zoo, did not wear just a shirt and no pants like some kind of common pervert. That Which? was that was created by Disney. And explain that one to me. Well, I will not only explain Perverts. it, but I went as Winnie the Pooh one year for Halloween Wore no pants, wore a red shirt, and I had little barriers I made out of uh, yeah, out of, out of some I little. Uh, I remember seeing earmuffs. pictures. You were also covered your chest in honey. Well, I <laughs> I had a big bucket full of honey, spelled H U N N Y, and I would just be like, mm, "We want some honey." 
perhaps I should get a little bit of honey. And I would just go around and do that. It was great. Oh, we that sounds like a better plot than that honey. Like, did you see mm, the movie they made, the, like the slasher with Winnie the Pooh after yeah, he became? That's the thing is because the uh, the patent or the copyright trademark, maybe, right. trademark, yeah, domain. Wore out on it. It, it, uh, expired. it expired. Oh, oh. So now not only do you have <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, which you can use as any sort of character, but recently the Steamboat Mickey did. But, uh, yeah, uh, man, my Winnie the Pooh costume was great. Yeah. yeah. It got creepy that night, and, and I was. Spencer, you nailed it. I was covered in honey. My fiance and I also call it Donald Duckin or Winnie the Poohin. Yeah. When we don't wear, uh, when we don't wear pants to bed. Uh, that's just sound, just a that's, t-shirt. That just sounds like half of the toddler life, just running out of the bathroom, you it know, really with just does. a shirt on. You it know really what? Does. And it's the greatest life ever. Um, and you... Uh, you know who does the voice of Winnie the Pooh? No, but when you do it, it makes me realize that's why I didn't like Winnie the Pooh, is that because he was too slow for me as a kid. soft and oh, yeah. sensual voice, Matt. I can't even do it right. Who does it? Jim Cummings, who does a lot of characters. He was probably most famous for Winnie the Pooh, but did a lot of other uh, certain Disney things. I think he did Tigger and a few others in the Winnie the Pooh cartoon Matt was talking about. Oh, but man. most famously, do you know uh, he was the original Darth Vader? N- no, he wasn't. Uh, listen up, seriously. Several transmissions were bringing to the ship by a rebel spy. <laughs> I think I... Now I want to know what happened to the plans they sent you. So there you go. Is that from a Comic-Con? Where it's a bunch yeah. of Comic-Con. That was yeah. such a fun read. They it's, had John DiMaggio, I think, who does Benders. And they uh, and then uh, what's his name? A who bunch does, like, of Pinky in the Brain. Yeah, they just yeah. read the script for the uh, first Star Wars. Parts of Star they had Wars. a bunch of different voice actors so do cool. that. It, it was a pretty fun one. But, uh, yeah, salute to uh, Winnie the Pooh. Ooh. And if you want to say Pooh on the radio and you can't because of various laws, guess what? You can if you're talking about Winnie's Pooh, not the... The yellow okay. stuff. Well, you know what? Yellow. You need to see a doctor. <laughs> it's the parent pickup with your dad, Matt Bearden, here on the CJ Morgan Show. Yeah, you know, I always try to make parent pickup uh, apply to all of us, not just the people with kids, because, you know, inclusion. But uh, I, I definitely know parents rely on this, and I bet the two of you do as well. Caffeine is the most consumed psychoactive compound in the world. Mm, I got some right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, Spencer, num, num, num. Spencer and I have a problem with it where it's like 7 o'clock and we're still like <laughs> opening. You don't get to mate. exclude me from that, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm up at uh, just prior to 5 a.m. every day. I know. And I've got That's two kids that even when I'm done with a full 12 hours of radio – I still have kids that have to get to Taekwondo classes. I have to go to science night at school. And oh. I got to tell you what. Bow to your sensei. I live on caffeine. It's my blood alcohol content. No, my blood caffeine content. Yeah. Oh, they're both high, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> they're both high. Um, guess what? More and more study. And I, I love the studies that say, hey, Two cups of coffee a day for you are actually really good. They help you live longer Me and all too, that. Me too, man. I like reinforcing my own beliefs. Yeah, here's the problem. Uh, a lot of that has to do with other chemicals that are in the coffee, oh. not the caffeine Caffeine's, part. Turns out caffeine and nicotine, not great for you. I learned that from my cardiologist. <sighs> yeah. In fact, you go, well, so you know So I got what? a new cardiologist. There you hey. go. So some you go, sometimes you go, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to cut down the coffee. I'll go to tea. I'll go to tea. That, you read all these studies. Tea's really good for you. And guess what? There are compounds in tea that are great for you. One of them that's not so good for you? Caffeine. 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 It turns out that you have something called adenosine, all right? That's a brain, a receptor that's in the brain. Caffeine binds to it, 
and it basically staves off the feeling of exhaustion. So it's not actually, it's not a stimulant. It doesn't pick you up. It, yeah, it, it, Spencer it, told me this before. It kills the feeling of right. tired. You're numbing, it masks you're, it, you're numbing right? the sensation to it, essentially. Well, here's the crap part of our body. But it doesn't actually give you that energy. Well, the, here, here, and here's why. It turns out that our body is pretty good at going, hey, you're not getting tired when you're supposed to. So our body starts to make more adenosine, <laughs> right? So we have to drink more caffeine to block the adenosine. Oh, man. Um, and then it, you're pretending like you've got energy, so you're wearing yourself out even more. Well, here's man. what happens. On a Best. day when you don't drink caffeine, guess what? You now have two, three, four times the adenosine in your body, which means you have two, three, four times the amount of the chemical in your body that tells you you're exhausted. It's a rough cycle, <laughs> and it, that's why people have withdrawal symptoms and, and flu-like yeah. feelings when they quit Headaches, caffeine. Yeah, and they, yeah. It's not just the withdrawal. It, it uh, actually can help restrict some of the arteries that go through your neck. That's why sometimes you get headaches, things like that. Now, there is good news. Okay. When your body suspects that it's got too much adenosine, guess what it does? Kills itself? It starts, well, it doesn't just kill itself. That seems <laughs> sad. Depressing. It's be like, it to, just... No, well, it starts to get rid of that extra adenosine. Oh, so, by not drinking as, co- as much coffee, slowly weaning down, or going to no caffeine, then when you are desperate and you really need to stave off the tired. It'll help. It actually but helps, but not, the only way to get there is a really, really crappy thing, and I hate to say this to you Going without it. It sucks. I read this, and it just made me furious, because I, I mean, I, I'm going all day long on caffeine, but what I'm learning is, oh, the problem I'm having is is I'm actually doing myself a greater disservice than, than help. Yeah, are you starting in the, your morning with a cup? Because one of the habits I had to change was waiting a half hour to an hour before I had my first cup of coffee or energy drink for some people. Because when your body gets that in the morning, the processes that help wake you up and get going uh, don't shut down. They where, don't do it. So you have to wait like until you're awake and going before you You can't wake up and drink coffee right away. I, I drink a glass of water in the morning, and then I have a thing where I'm not allowed any caffeine until I flip off a stranger in traffic. Fortunately, mm. it's never it really more than five, long, five yeah. six minutes, something See, like that. So. My big problem the caffeine and the coffee help with another bodily process <laughs> that I can't do until I leave the house. So I'm just stuck. It's time for the sports bet. Uh, we're going to change it up a little bit. Our friend Nick Haida, or Hajda, as he's been known to be called. Hajda, from, if you're uh, nasty. Uh, 102.7 ESPN, our sister station from the three guys couldn't think of a clever name for a sports show. Show is uh, going to conduct the bet and well, give you know, us... We, we tried doing sports shows with people's names attached to them, and I was like, that just becomes a problem. Because people kept <laughs> rotating in and out. <laughs> three guys. It could be guys, as long yeah. as you find three guys in the building from hey, 11 to 1 to talk sports. You know what? You've been one of the three guys the entire time. Uh, Nick and That's I right, would man. do that show together occasionally back in the day. A lot of, lot of fun. A lot of, lot of history behind our ESPNs. We were struck by lightning yeah. and just didn't have a studio yeah. for a while. To quote Ed Clements, I saw a bright light. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, Ed, no. Wait, God, don't go no. to the light. Turn around. Uh, so you got some bets for us. That's right. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Uh, it was totally presented as an optional thing. But, hey, 
I'm, I enjoy talking to you guys and having fun. Uh, NFL action this weekend, so I've got a, we're gonna do bets on all four of the games. The divisional rounds. Yes, yeah. that's right. I hate the name, the divisional round. Like, I, that doesn't mean anything. It's, it's very confusing. It's, it's like a semifinal. Your division, you're supposed to. I don't know. I know a quarterfinal. It's four. I got that. A semi. I don't know. <laughs> that's I don't know. that's about as hard as I can get yeah, these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, then I, and then I got one goofball because I know you guys like goofball stuff. We're here a wacky show, right? That's right, buddy. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It's Matt versus CJ, the sports bet, hosted by our friend Nick when we come back on the CJ Morgan Show. Hang around. It's the sports bet, Matt versus CJ for fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. Uh, Nick, let's get right to it. You can bet along with us or against us. 512-835-1015 or at CJ Morgan Show. Uh, so first up, we've got your Tex- Houston Texans are at the Baltimore Ravens. Texas' impressive victory over the Cleveland Browns, ruining my chances of seeing Yolo Flacco roll in there and get a revenge game against Baltimore. But hey. Which would have been nice. That would have been, been fun. I bet on Cleveland to win the Super Bowl. Ooh, that was not a good bet. Well, it actually it actually <laughs> was. Great, great bet for the house, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. it actually, because I only bet 25. And the payout was seven hundred and seventy-five, and they had they were they had the NFL's best I love defense. How people who bet go? It was actually a great bet. No, yeah. you lost twenty-five dollars. Wasn't a great bet. You didn't if you're, win. If you, but you here's the, really the odds, know Matt, why. The odds that the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl next year? That's a fantastic money. Like it's easy money, man. You can't you turn that down. Here's the deal with those. Fantastic if, odds. If you bet a hundred on Baltimore to win the Super Bowl because they're the favorite, you're gonna win. 110. That's you yeah. bet on these dark horse things because if it yeah, does, but hit, your fiance bet on you and it's really turned her into a loser. Not, it is not oh, come on. Yet. Uh, All right, uh, uh, so, oh, sorry, there. Spencer. You're right, but this means still. <laughs> when did you bet on the Cleveland Browns? Was that did you bet on Deshaun Watson? 20, did you bet on Deshaun Watson? No, no, Shame no. on you, CJ Morgan. I did it 20 minutes before the Houston kickoff okay. and they got uh, throttled. Okay, uh, uh, Texans, oh, Ravens. Are we doing points? Anything like sure, that? Yeah, Ravens are nine. And a half point favorites uh, at home, so I'll let you do the odds. We can, however you want to, man. It's your show. I don't care. I, I like nine and a half, and I like to. T- I think the Ravens will win, but uh, they stumble uh, a lot in the playoffs. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Houston. I'll, I'll take Texas in the nine points. Okay, Matt. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens, uh, and I think that they're actually going to win by the ten points. So okay. Look at that. I think it's yeah. going to be I think it's gonna be a, a touchdown and a three-er, and I think that's how they'll win. I do also like when team, this point spread is like a number that I'm like, oh, that's a touchdown and a field goal. Yeah. That can happen. It can. Uh, eight? Exactly. I don't know what to do with that. A uh, safety? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we got CJ for the Texans. All right. Next up is Packers at 49ers. Impressive victory by the Packers. Or is it just that the Cowboys are huge frauds? Uh, frauds. Find out oh, this man. weekend. Um but the, the also is a not, the Niners are nine and a half point favorites Oof. in this one as well. So who you got? Packers, Niners, nine and a nine half. and a half point spread. Uh, you know when Brock Purdy and the 49ers get down, they have trouble climbing out of those holes. And you can see Jordan Love when he's playing great football, he's unstoppable. But again, was that just against the Cowboys that weren't game planned? Yeah, I think 49ers take this easily. I don't. I don't. I don't think they. Uh, uh, 49ers are at home. They'll be fantastic. Uh, but I don't. You're, I. I think it's a. Maybe it's a one. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Take pack. Packers. I'm gonna just right. Packers. Just yeah, opposite. Matt uh, is a Packer. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to watch this game and just see what it's like for somebody to play the Packers and like actually cover receivers. Yeah, and uh, get pressure on the quarterback. What? 
All right, next up, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, local-ish boy. Is he going to get paid? Yeah. They're going to keep him, you think? He's going to get paid? So, yeah. I, mean, I, not I so. I, I, I like Baker Mayfield. He's going to get paid like you and I get paid. Okay. <laughs> but he's going to get paid. Uh-huh. Keeping our jobs. He's, he's got to go do a remote at an HEB parking lot. Yeah. 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 Dude, we don't even do those anymore. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at the Detroit Lions, minus six and a half for the Lions. They are six, six and, and a half, half point favorite. A lot. Do the good Jesus. times continue to roll for... Detroit Motor City. Uh, Matt, I'll let you take this one first. Tampa actually wins this one. You think Tampa outright wins it? Um, I got, got the weapons. I, I gotta think. I like the Bucks too, but they just look sluggish even last week. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Lions. I, I, I want to do opposite Matt, and I want uh, I want the good times to keep rolling. All right, quickly, we're running a little bit low on time. What is the, what is the Here. supplemental bet? Okay. How low does the temperature go this Friday? It's going to freeze again. We'll go according to Camp Mabry temperatures. Always love salute the, the troops there at Camp Mabry, probably. Thank you for your service. Thank um, you, sir, for <laughs> making sure those jets on stilts. 22? Yeah. All 22. Right. Mabry um, used to be an official same source. CJ, very good potential here to just throw the game and say 69. That's true, but then I could bust by going over. I'll say... Uh, I'll say 25. 20. Which I don't even think it'll get that cold. All righty. Mm. Well, there you go. There's five bets, and I can't wait for you to throw my ketchup at Matt's crotch. And uh, listen to some guys <laughs> doing sports. Weekdays. 11 to 1 weekdays. Right. Uh, 1027 ESPN. Thanks, Nick. Absolutely, man. A stripper once stole my keys to the radio station. It really happened. Kind of, uh-huh. sort of like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Um, and I, re- I realized this, uh, not legendary, but the story that's kind of told around the building and stuff. That people have it wrong. And so I feel like I need to correct it oh, why? This on the at, radio to explain what happened. They've had a big game of telephone, I guess. And now Absolutely. They okay. And one of the biggest parts of this game. You need to set this record straight about how I got robbed. <laughs> I, pretty much, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest things of the game of telephone is uh, that CJ sat down with a young lady and thought the young lady really liked him. That's and true. didn't realize he had to pay her. That's true, too, hmm. though. I mean, that's always true. Why else would you go to a gentleman's club other than to be paid to be liked? I even said that to my fiance last night, because obviously in Vegas, I went to a gentleman's club. Did and, you really? Yeah, and I was like, hey. What kind of money are you making these days? Uh, yeah, what the hell? To be honest, not drinking alcohol uh, saves yeah, you hundreds. A lot of money. A lot, <laughs> a lot of, money. of money. And uh, the two friends I was with were like, I don't get it, man. Like, CJ just, my friend says I off shucks or Forrest Gump strippers to where they just, like, sit and talk with me and hang out with me. And I'm like, <laughs> no, dude, I just, I'm nice to them and I talk with them. Yeah. That's it. You and listen. Then some girls will just sit and, like, talk and hang out with you and not. You know, if someone's really aggressive and wants to dance, she's like, oh, no, thanks, not right now. But every now and then, a girl will come sit down on your lap, plop on down, <laughs> and just hang out. I'm not doing anything. Like, I might be nicer, but turns out if you just listen and talk to people, strippers are people, too. What? That's what you got to learn. <laughs> the, in they fact, are. the only humans that aren't people... Uh, radio personalities. Absolutely. Yeah, we are actually lower on the entertainment totem pole. <laughs> we are. Because we can't <laughs> dance on the pole. Okay, so people at work have been spreading the story and getting it wrong. What would you like Absolutely to say right about it? Absolutely getting it wrong. So here's the deal. This stripper, this dancer, uh, was not a person. Please. Entertainer, was not a person. Human being. Uh, this, this was a con artist. Um, oh. We had had a radio station event that just started. I was pretty new to the station. And, you know, a couple of events before, 
someone told me, one of our salespeople bought me a beer, and he goes, hey, CJ, come here. And he goes, you don't wreck that goddamn truck. You make sure that gets back to the station, all right. And so that stuck with me. I was like, oh, man, I'm in the radio station truck. I got to take care of it. It's my priority after all. I have a responsibility. Yes. This is so, higher than me. It is. So we we get to this event and uh, they're setting us up in the VIP area. And my buddy Gus, who was in sales at the time, was with us. And, you know, we have the on-air people are there and they're kind of meeting everyone, having fun. And uh, this girl's kind of asking, oh, you want to dance? You want to hang out? We're like, oh, no, no, good. And my buddy Gus goes, oh, no, no, uh, I'm going to buy him a dance. I'll, I'll buy you a dance. So five, ten minutes later... Girl comes up, sits on my lap. Um, she starts kind of talking to me, and I'm talking to her, and she kind of like shimmies a little bit. And then we're just kind of talking, and uh, she goes, "Oh, uh, do you want me to continue?" And I was like, "Continue what?" And she's like, "Oh, uh, your dances." And I'm like, "Cause I really, she really hadn't been dancing. She had been sitting on my lap and kind of talking Let's to me." Let's be honest with it. You were young and dumb, and you didn't know how the clubs work, and you thought, <laughs> "Oh, so they just, she just likes me, and she'll just hang out and keep dancing for You're me, like, hang wow, out with me." Really, it was so cool. Honestly, <laughs> I didn't even think that because I didn't get a dance. My buddy paid for me to have a lap dance. Lap dance never commenced. She sat there talking to me as songs were playing, and then I was like, oh, no, I'm good. And she goes, all right, well, that'll be $60. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah, that was three dances. And was, I was trying to, like, think of the time in math, and I was like, 60? And I was like, well, my I was like, my buddy paid Those for Those are some cheap dances. I was like, my buddy paid for one, and she's like, no, he didn't pay me anything. Um, and I was like, well, no, he paid for one, and then, like, I didn't have any money. And I'm like, well, I got 20 and I was like, she goes, well, we have an ATM. And I go, okay, well, I guess I'll run to the ATM. She reaches in my pocket, reaches in. Oh, you're excited. Grabs for... the keys, oh, no. not my keys. Uh, uh, the, the radio vehicle. station keys, drops them in her boot. And this is a problem because not only do I have to go to an ATM and pay a fee and all that, but uh, I don't know if I have 60 in the ATM <laughs> at all. And not on top of that, the ATM at <laughs> yeah. a strip club. And, you know, we had just it's got... Like $17. Yes, and the charges. <laughs> and we had just got there. Like, I'm new to the radio station, so I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, spent all my money, and now i got to go to the ATM. Right. <laughs> so I had to keep it low-key. I couldn't ask Gus or Beto or the salespeople. I couldn't ask anyone for money. Because I was so embarrassed by it. So I had to go do that and then find her and get the radio station keys back. Did you ever get the keys back? I got the keys back. And long story shorter, I guess that didn't really help at this point. Uh, my buddy did pay her. He said he paid her. Oh, so I, I think we did kind of sort of get conned. But lesson learned, I'm much more savvy now. Saddest part of that story is that a salesperson that good wasn't immediately hired by the station. Some big bummer news for the city of Austin and live music fans. Our sister station, ACL Radio, formerly KGSR, still same people, same same kind of group. Uh, not doing Blues on the Green this year. Yeah. For the first time in a very long time. 30-some-odd years. Yeah, we will not be uh, hosting Blues on the Green, which was a free live music event in Zilker Park. And honestly, you know, I, I feel like those of us that worked here might have thought the writing was on the wall, at least for this year, because it is expensive to put on a free music festival. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Costs a lot of money. Well, and hell. guess what? Radio doesn't necessarily have a lot of money. I'm oh. assuming. 
Yeah, yeah. Just because of recent events. I thought you were going to say talent, but... Well, you know, that's... <laughs> but luckily, the talent... I got it. I got well, it. The talent's the artist playing uh, Blues on the Green, you know? The Peterson know. Brothers. I'm, come on, and, man. Uh, it, was a, it was a burn. It was a jest. Now, what I miss most about it is, um, to me, Blues on the Green was a great first date night. It was fantastic. For being a single gentleman working at the radio station, mind you, <laughs> and going on a first date. Yeah. Absolutely. It was my regular go-to. How many, um, how many first dates did you pull out there to Blue Spencer, a lot. Okay. A lot. Well, I don't need an it exact number. Okay. I but mean, yeah. um, so, you know, people have a different nostalgia for it. There's a lot of people like, well, I used to see Blues Band and Stevie Ray Vaughan playing a Pathfire Blues. You know, you get a lot of that weird Austin's, fake nostalgia Austin's for changing. what it was. But for me, it really was... I love Zilker Park. I love going downtown. And it was fun getting to work the event. And we used to have multiple throughout the summer. And I would usually have a couple that I would work, especially the first one where I would help with social media. I would help with video stuff and uh, and do some of these things. So the events I didn't have to work, usually at the station we got hospitality passes, which meant we got to go in a shaded area where winners and, you know, sponsors and stuff were. There was free drinks there was food and most importantly you were in the shade so that's that's a cool thing number one i'm showing up with a date and we don't have to sit in blankets in the middle of the hot field we go back to the little kind of vip area come on baby hospitality let's, we let's hang out shade, girl now okay what i would do later on you know night. shade is a nice commodity in texas so yeah especially that's in a, a banger a concert <laughs> that's a great first date in the summer so that was kind of the first perk it was fun we get to know each other and you know when i'm Matt, you remember me when I was young and single. I, I love to be like, hey, look, I got a girl with me. You know, because you're oh, kind of like, walking. You're going to your coworkers, and you're like, yeah, I'm on a date. Look at this, look at this minxy vixen. Her name is Spencer. Spencina. Um, so you do that. You hang out. You have fun. And then late later at night, when the headliner was up and had a couple songs left, this is where, if the date was going well, I would pull out my real magic card. I'd be like, hey, you want to... You want to go back there? You want to go up on the stage? And she'd be like, what? And I'd be like, yeah. So I would have my all-access, you know, station media pass because when I was doing the video and all that, I could go back behind the stage and onto the stage. So my date and I would go out of the uh, little... VIP entrance. I feel like sure. I can tell the story now because we don't. It, it, we're not doing blues on the green. I, I understand what you're saying, which is that at no part of this special music evening for the city was about the music for you. It was about zero percent about it. You were, you were, you're, you're really the huge issue in this city. All the young men that have moved here and turned the city into a place where I, they just want to party and they just want to get. Late. Or influencers, sure, man. Yeah. It's just and, the people that go there to take the and pictures. You know what? <laughs> don't, don't pretend that always hasn't been Austin. Mr. Stevie Ray Vaughan on a pallet fire at Armadillo, Liberty Lunch, 6th Street guy. That has always been I what moved, I Street moved to Austin. About. I moved to Austin for the great hikes and the incredible library system. Okay, yeah. And you know what you get to see a lot of on the green belt? Chicks in bikinis tripping on mushrooms, all right? There's no other yeah, reason yeah. to go deal with that yeah, crap. Yeah. I'm in a have, sculpture fall. Have some Look. muddy Labrador not on a leash <laughs> jump all over me. Yeah, that's really fun. But anyhow, that was the end of the date. Is usually, 
we would go backstage and they have a little like kind of VIP area on the stage where it's literally like family members of the band and stuff like that. So you mean the VHP? Yes. For vo- very horny person. Yes. That was you. Uh, <laughs> and I would take my date up on the stage. We would uh, we would we would kiss and so we would watch from yeah. there and it was always pretty damn incredible. Yeah. Things continued to go well. We'd walk down to Barton Springs Saloon. Quick question: Is that occasionally how you got, take a golf cart? Is that, this where you took your uh, your current fiance on her first date with you? Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm sure she's really enjoyed this I, segment. I knew I didn't have to put in that much effort. I was, I was, I was getting late that night, anyways. Did you know? Welcome to the learning segment of today's show. Free fun facts that start with the phrase, did you know so you know they're true. Uh, we've been told, especially, unfortunately, losing Emily, that we're going to have to work harder to uh, get a Gen Z audience. So I'm going to do, uh, did you know, in a little more that manner. Um, oh, you're going you're to up the Riz factor? Man, did you know, dead ass, there are places in France that are mid-AF. No cap? Blowing up. Dang. Blowing up, but not in the good way like my phone. Yeah. Uh, did you There's know other places eaten? There are zone rogues, uh, which are areas of France that are so polluted uh, with human animal mora- remains and guess what? Poop. Millions of items of unexploded ordnance from World War Two, World War One. Wow. Nice. There are huge swaths of the French uh, French countryside, forests, all sorts of stuff Where that you, you just can't go? go. Yeah, because they're still just. Ah. Bombs and crap, crap that they were. I mean, dude, they made it the Paris gun, which could shoot a slug bug sized shell. I mean, who needs more reasons not to visit France? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, you. Yeah, I got you. You would interesting they come culture. Up with, like something people. where, like, you can just blast like some kind of audio signal and it would blow up all the stuff that's Dude, there? I think a lot of it is because you don't know where it's at. And it's some of it's buried. Some of it might be in tr- Who knows? But where just huge at. dead areas. And what I, what I think is also fascinating that we didn't really... Um, you kind of hit on it is you said war, World War Two Because that's what I feel like a lot of people would have assumed. But no, it was World War One where they were just digging trenches. Bomb, like They were trying to figure out what are we doing? Change modern warfare, did you know? Uh, anyhow, you know? let's get back to more facts and less conjecture when it comes to things of knowledge. Starting with you, Matt, what that's, do you know? I want to stay in Europe. Did you know? The parliament building in Bucharest, which is in Romania, Eastern Europe, uh, it's so massive. It's absolutely gigantic. It contains an upper house of parliament, a lower house of parliament, one, two, three museums, an international conference center, and 70% of the building is still empty. Just nothing there. Was this one of the many Soviet era kind of construction projects that were very grandiose and I think so. bankrupted the country. Here's the best part about it. Uh, you guys want to take a stab at what the uh, heating and electrical bill is so for one year? Uh, a lot. Just um, take a guess. 1.2 million euros. Wow, wow. 1.2 million. That's a lot. But uh, uh, Spencer? Uh, 500 grand. Now thousand. you went the wrong direction. $6 million oh. to heat and keep the lights on was, in this building that 70% of is empty. Was uh, Ceausescu, was that Romania? Was he the dictator? What are the rules to... We don't uh, ask questions. We you. don't speculate. <laughs> we don't you. assume. We only... You. Did you know of the Anti-Superstition Society of Chicago? In 1962, the Society, the Anti-Superstition Society of Chicago, awarded John Glenn 
the occupant of the 13th capsule in space, by the way, with a gold watch with each number replaced with the number 13. There were 13 senators in attendance, each paid $13.13 to be there, and it was held Friday the 13th. Would you like to know what happened to everyone in attendance? Uh, They died at the Bohemian Grove. No, 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 they all got foot rubs. Nope, that's all we got. That's it. We don't know. We don't know. You don't don't get the extras. Well, I can give you the scoop on this last fact. Uh, Did you know? Lego was actually going to make a V-22 Osprey. Uh, Those were the tilt rotor helicopters made actually in my hometown of Amarillo at Bell Helicopter. Uh, In July 2020, about 10 days before its release, Lego canceled their upcoming officially licensed Lego Technic V-22 Boeing Offspring model aircraft because they had a long-standing policy not to feature real military vehicles. Even though they got, they got the Batman uh, tumbler, that was real. <laughs> but it's nuts that they made it this far and then decided, ah, we're not going to do this. I actually wonder, because this was kind of uh, a bit of the controversy when the Boeing... Uh, oh, this is conjecture. When the offspring started. This is pondering. I know, but it's the end of the segment, so it's okay to do. I didn't say, did you know before this, but... I think I... The, 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 the Osprey's <laughs> been... Those crashed a lot. Those had a lot of issues out of the gate early on, so I'm wondering if they knew something we didn't. But a Lego V twenty two Osprey was going to be made, but I guess it was too real because then we would have ter- we'd have like terrorists the building idea. them. And well, I like the idea of Lego engineers being like, "Ah, we don't like that design. It's not, can, it's not good it, enough. It's not going to fly and hold up. The rotors keep falling off." Could the Concorde make a comeback? Greetings, listener. It is now time for weird or wired. Is it weird or is it wired? Matt Bearden, our resident chief scientist, is going to let us ponder that. It hasn't flown in over a decade. Do you guys even know what the Concorde was, yeah, Spenny? It was, it was that really expensive jet that could fly really, like, supersonic and yeah. get rich people from A to B really quick. Exactly. It was, oh. a, little, it was a smaller plane than, like, a 737 or something. But you could go from New York to, to England in, like, two and a half hours. Yeah. And uh, it was huge. I mean, it was a, a huge deal to be able to get on it, but it was like $10,000 for the ticket. Yeah, I think that's what... You, I know there might have been some crashes, but well, I don't was, think that there was, was the, a, crash. a crash. But I think the issue was affordability. It just it wasn't, wasn't even so much that. Well, it's affordability, but also a lot of people didn't like it because it, because it flew faster than the speed of sound. It created a it's sonic a, boom everywhere that it went. Sonic yeah, boom. That's worse than living near the airport, man. That's booming and shaking. Boom. It's like a little baby earthquake. Well, there. as a result, uh, most countries <laughs> would not awesome. let the Concorde fly over their land, which meant that it only flew it really out of, like, D.C., New York, and then it would fly into, like, Paris, I think, and London. And that was it. How bad are sonic booms? They're not that bad. bad. They break windows. Oh, okay, They're very bad. They're yeah. bad. They're, they're, that's why they do these things out in the desert, Absolutely, usually, with the man. land speed records and stuff. Now, here's the thing. NASA has invented or is working on something called the X-59 supersonic air ca- aircraft. And um, it comes in, and it because of the shape of the aircraft, it actually refocuses. Well, actually, let's say it unfocuses the sonic boom making it quieter. The sonic thump, they say it creates. When it breaks the sound barrier, it still creates a noise, but it creates a noise at 75 decibels. To give you an idea of what that is, if you're bouncing a basketball in a gymnasium, that's 81 decibels. Uh, If you have thunder that you can hear nearby, that's 100 decibels. Fireworks are 120 decibels. So this is 
not loud really. It's 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 quieter than a hand clap next to your ear. I like the sound. Okay, of that. yeah, I've never heard the sound of a hand clap. Uh, now I will say the song "Just Make It Sonic Thump Thump Thump" is not as <laughs> cool, right? Uh, they there are three different independent companies that are trying to develop their own supersonic aircraft because they want to bring back supersonic flight. I mean, just the amount of it, it cuts so much time out That's of traveling. That's great. The problem was that they were all still going to be expensive because they could fly in and out of very few airports. Because of this development now with NASA, they may be able to share some of that information with other, some of these other companies that are developing new supersonic flight technologies. Here's why it's cool. Because the thump would allow them to fly to way more airports, they could have way more aircraft, which would then make it more affordable. affordable. And that means that we could kind of on the cheap get to pretend we're huge ballers. Now, do we still... That's easy to do. Instagram models just get on fake planes and take uh. pictures. Uh, <laughs> do we still have to take our shoes off, though, mm. on the on these planes? Yeah, because really, that, to me, is where it gets frustrating. Have you ever thought about going and getting that TSA pre-clear thing or whatever? Yeah, m- when I traveled this weekend, my buddy brought that up, and I was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, dude, I beat you through the line every time. Well, and I don't travel enough to do pre-check. That's my thing. Like, They're like, it's $79. And I'm like, for, for, five my years. One, for my one flight I take every year? <laughs> yeah. Nah. And, and I haven't had, I mean, Same. I get it. The one time you get caught up in security, it's going to suck. Yeah, you're going to be and thinking about that 80 bucks you should have spent. It'll make pre-check but. worth it, but <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I love it when I have friends that use clear or pre-check and I beat them through security or get through about the same time. Oh, so it's a competition it's like, to you. It's not, but it's just like, don't lecture me on, on how, why, why didn't you get clear? Why didn't you get pre-check? Because I don't need it. Yeah. I don't need it. But so, when I'm flying Concord, do you know why I need, it? need that. Do you know how exhausting it is for me to lean over and take off my shoes and put them back on again? Dude, it's I am hard. a tired man. My body doesn't work right. I hate having to take off the it's shoes. Im- it's pretty impossible. But you know what? Uh, it won't even matter because you won't be able to get them on and off by the time we're uh, hanging out in France kissing models this last flight i took uh john sometimes when you're traveling with the family they have you not they don't they have you go through your own little special so that the kids don't have the millimeter wave or whatever oh yeah and so So usually pervert doesn't get a they let you leave your shoes on and they said you guys are all family and i said yeah and i was like oh this way i won't have to take off my shoes and he goes um i just had the kids go with mama and you uh you take your shoes off you, and go you through the creepy. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you look like a creep. First impressions at a new job can be important, but one woman's already ruined hers. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? Dead thing's still around. Computer load up celery, man, please. Yes. Taking a look at things on the internet, uh, there's a lady who went to TikTok because she's very nervous about starting her new job because of her name. She just knows, like a like a kid that goes from fifth grade to sixth, and then from middle school to high school, and then high school to college, you just know your name's going to be made fun of. Oh, Happened really? to me. I was my name's Casey, and then the Ninja Turtles came out. I got Casey Jones a lot. It wasn't Casey the Hayseed from it, Amarillo. It wasn't as bad, but uh, this her, is her name Anita. Uh, n- not Anita a lot or something. Not that, but she does uh, have a particular way her name is spelled when used in Slack or the company system. That's going to make it a little bit frustrating. 
when the coworkers start reading it. Okay. I am filled with dread over one aspect of moving to a different job that I always face when I do this, which is having to have the tough conversation about how my name fits into a company email structure. My name is Samantha Hart, and most companies use the email <laughs> designation of first initial last name, meaning that my email would be Shart. At every single workplace, I have received an email from HR the week before I start, letting me know that my name does not exactly fit the company email structure as they would intend. Shart. That's great. So as a dude, that's hilarious. I would hilarious. love it. But as a young female working in tech, that's a nightmare because then everyone was short. But wouldn't that be great if you were short yeah. at 101x.com or karox.com? That's did. my radio awesome. name now. I would go by short. I don't care. Here's a great thing. You are a dude, and we know the guy in IT, and literally you can have your email be whatever you want to at 101x.com That is here. true. One time I, uh, I I started Billy Squire at klbjfm.com because I said Billy Squire was our program director. I remember that. So I created that name where the emails and complaints would come to me, and I would respond as the rocker. Billy Squire, <laughs> usually with lyrics. Uh, I thought of a couple of other co-workers that might have to worry. Um, Candace Untwistle. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't want to have to go by that name. last name is Untwistle, though. <laughs> they don't know that. It's well, very, very Czech. Michael Ox, maybe. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's just his name. Excuse me. Pablo Oopdomler. That's kind <laughs> hey, of stressful. Come on. Now, that is... You uh, know, the guy's got to worry. You're really going for stretches here. Uh, Carlo Umbridger. That's two M's. Carlo Umbridger. You're going to have to not have those. You see, it's a problem real people deal with on a daily basis. Right? Yes. Just no? Say. Okay. Okay. A- ask Francis Uch. My name is Samantha Hart, and most companies use the email designation of first initial last name, meaning that my email would be Shart. And another chunk of audio making its rounds on the internet. Uh, Pat Sajak getting a little feisty in his old age. He told he told someone to shut up. <laughs> That's actually not what happened. But this oh. is the uh, you know clickbait Look. corner. Our our purpose is to essentially. Go through listicles so you don't have to click and see all the ads. But there's also very deceptive clickbait. I've noticed a lot more news stations going back to this 2014 trend. And that's what you'll see online is Pat Sajak tells woman to shut up. And then you got to click all the way through the article right, to realize right, right. she was like, oh, no way. Shut up. And he's like, shut up. That's how it played out. Uh-huh. Like he didn't tell her to shut up. Hey. So I'm pissed that there's not a funny sound clip of Pat Sajak being rude to some woman Instead, it's just this. According to my math, by 200... Oh! You didn't mean that personally. No, no, no. According to my math, by $233, you are the winner. $11,900. Shut up! Uh, it's been a big phrase. But the good news oh, is, man. Uh, listening to that, I was able to remix and make this version of this song and premiere it now. It's Lincoln Pat on 101X. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! The CJ Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kinda. Text us anytime, 512 835 
1015.